Blackhawks fans, welcome in to the Four Feathers podcast. It's Johnny Nani here alongside Ron Luce and Tony Marchese for a little Thursday happy hour action. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Johnny, I'm doing a lot better now that I cracked a beer because this one is uh, going to be a very emotional episode, I think, for the, uh, the Four Feathers fan here. Weekend starts on Thursday, Ron. I like it. Tony, I hear you doing the same there. Yes, cheers, boys. Uh, let's let's talk some Blackhawks hockey. I know this isn't going to be uh, very fun to get through, but we've got some some things to discuss. Uh, happy to be back on the mic with you guys. I know you guys did some some shows without me here for the past couple episodes, but uh, it's good to be back talking Hawks hockey. Uh, but I wish we were talking about something better. Yeah, it seems like that's a common theme here, guys. Unfortunately, you know, Ron and I last episode had a breakdown Alex Debrinkit trade. Granted, there was a lot of other stuff that was a little bit more exciting to do after that. But the blows keep coming uh, for the Blackhawks. And the latest one is Eddie O departing the team, guys. Um, out of left field. I think that's the first kind of comment that everyone made out of it. Even the Blackhawks felt, you know, surprised by it. But um, it, it just seems like the, you know, latest chapter in the downfall and it's sad it's sad to watch play out that's my first reaction to it uh, what did you guys think when you heard the news yeah i agree with you johnny and uh, you know out of left field feels like a really good episode title name if you ask me um because it was it was out of left field i think a lot of people given the reports that had come out months prior uh really did think that eddie o was going to be probably the one thing still around that felt normal uh, in terms of Blackhawks hockey, or at least what it's been for the last decade. So uh, to see him going, uh, you know, not only leaving the broadcast booth just in general, but going to another team and 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 joining um, the great John Forsland out, out west with the uh, Seattle Kraken is, is certainly a uh, little bit of a kick in the dick, uh, I think, for Blackhawks fans, just, again, out of left field. Out of left field describes it perfectly, guys. I know we ran uh, a little bit of a story uh, at on tap Sportsnet a couple months ago when uh, Pat Foley was uh, leaving the booth himself. And, you know, it was, you know, you still had Eddie O. And, and I think that that was something that, uh, you know, we all talked about a lot. Uh, there was the time where his son stepped into the booth and was almost, you know, a mirror image of his father. And just we talked a lot this season about Pat Foley and his departure and what that's going to mean for the broadcast. And, how all that's going to play out. I didn't think we were going to get the the double whammy of both Pat Foley and Eddie O uh, both leaving. And and I, I want to dig in more on this, but I mean, initial reactions to it, it, it just, it's been so long since I've heard good news as a Blackhawks fan. And I think that's the most frustrating thing is that the hits just keep on coming even when you least expect there to be uh, another level of rock bottom, uh, it feels like we reach that time and time again. So it, it hurts. Here's what the Blackhawks want you to hear. For 16 seasons, we were fortunate to have legendary broadcaster Eddie Olchek bring Chicago Blackhawks hockey into the homes of our fans. We are going to miss him as much as our fans will. Though we are disappointed to learn today that he has decided to go another direction, Eddie will always be part of the Blackhawks family. We appreciate his many contributions and wish him well in his future endeavors. So, guys, reading this, it's like a fucking, like, you know, maybe five-sentence thing there. Obviously, blindsided by it. They didn't have much time to get something to, together. I'm sure Bob Verde is working up a piece about uh, Eddie Olchek calls and whatnot. Um, but uh, hearing that, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't buy it either. And I, I think the the reason I don't buy it is because you hear the word appreciation in there quite a few times that they appreciate, right? We appreciate Eddie Olchek. And it's like, hmm, given a lot of the information that's come out over the last couple of days, you kind of wonder, did they really, right? You know, originally it was, oh, hey, he took a better offer with Seattle. Okay, fine. If Seattle, you know, opened up the, the wallet for him, good for Eddie O. Like, legitimately happy for Eddie Olchek just for Some Eddie players o. signing somewhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. No, nah, I don't blame him for leaving for more money. But then you start hearing that, like, it was a short-term deal that he was offered and like, yeah, the, the, the games or the dollars per game rate was better, but like it didn't take into account his games that he does for TNT. And like, I don't know. It felt like it was kind of a half-assed contract offer, Johnny. And you know, that I, I think as a Blackhawks fan, especially someone who respects Eddie Olchek and what he does in a broadcast booth and how good he is at what he does in a broadcast booth, whether you like him or not, you have to admit he's he's probably the best in the game. There's a reason TNT went out and got him as soon as, you know, the NHL rights went to, to TNT and, and ESPN. It feels like the Hawks didn't have that same approach. They were just like, yeah, here, man, this, this is what we'll give you. Stick around for a couple more years. We love you. Yeah, woo. Then he's like, no, he's and you, and you can tell he wanted to stay. I mean, the guy was crying on live television for fuck's sake. So, like, there's no doubt that he wanted to be with the Blackhawks. Chicago's his home. He grew up right down, literally right down the street from me here. I, I'm in Orland Park. He grew up in Payless Heights. Like, he's a local kid through and through. I think he. I, I wonder if he feels a little slighted too. Truthfully, Johnny, because it really, again, the Blackhawks say appreciate what three. Four times in that little five sentence paragraph. Something like I wonder. I already, already closed. I, it made me sick. So yeah, I wonder how much of the appreciation was truly there, and if it was really just, hey, we're gonna bank on Eddie O loving Chicago and loving the Blackhawks for him to stay, and then Seattle's like, hey, buddy, come take this, and he's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I take that? I well, and you got to take into account here, Ron. I believe his younger brother is the assistant GM out in Seattle. That's a really easy dinner table Correct. conversation. Um, especially for someone who received an offer that maybe wasn't up to par with what he thought he should command on the open market. Um, you know, I think some of this goes back to the Blackhawks trying to just completely change their image and change everything about this team to distance themselves from the stank that this organization has and has had since the allegations and the, the the investigations and and just everything you see them basically tear out the entire front office there's a complete roster turnover now you've got a turnover in the in the in the booth they've completely ripped apart everything that there is besides moving Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves which with some of these moves you you have to wonder when that day is coming because it's almost like they're trying to reinvent themselves. I'm I'm at the point next where the only thing that can go lower than this is them changing the name and the logo to something completely different because this is not the Blackhawks team that I know. This is not the Blackhawks team that that had the city of Chicago uh, turning it into and, and loving the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, just a, a earlier, a decade earlier. This is – this is a totally different product. I wouldn't be surprised that if you, you guys show up to the United Center this year, that you don't hear the Chelsea dagger when the Blackhawks score a goal. I, this is a complete turnover 
uh, by this organization. And I, I, I don't want to say it was intentional that they pushed him out of this, but you would think that a better offer would have been made for Eddie Olchak uh, to stick around through this thing. He's the voice of the Blackhawks. He's been the voice of the Blackhawks along with Pat Foley for so long. And he's also kind of right now, one of the voices of hockey. I mean, this is a guy who was calling games with Doc Emmerich Stanley Cup finals for years. It's incredible that the Blackhawks didn't see the value here to keep fans like ourselves invested into watching these things. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, what they might go out and do. But guys, really, the writing kind of for me is is kind of clearly written on the walls of the United Center Atrium. We don't want anything to do with that Blackhawks pseudo dynasty after what happened last season. And they're doing everything in their power to just rip that down to the complete studs and, and try and move on forward. And who loses out on this is the fans. It's people like us who watch this team day in, day out, because the product is going to be nowhere near where it was on the ice, off the ice or anywhere in between. It sucks. So to that point, Tony, and I guess maybe a little bit of a contrast from it, our, our guy, uh, contributor at ONTAP Sportsnet, Patrick Comiskey, wrote a great piece. Go visit ONTAPSportsnet.com if you haven't yet and read this. Uh, kind of a, you know, uh, sharing his uh, little bit of anger, frustration um, out in, in writing form there. But one of the things he says, Tony, I'll, I'll kind of uh, maybe contradict you a little bit and say that the Blackhawks, is for to, you know, keep the old dedicated fans uh, you know, into and obviously every every sports organization wants young and new fans and all that. Well, guess what? Uh, there's still a population of people around that um, were around from, you know, the old times. They remember that and they like that. They like hanging on to that stuff. OK, um, they needed at least one good thing to hang on from the past. Eddie Olchek was the easy decision. He was everything they were looking to change into. But he just so happened to already be there and loved by the fans. Would have been a no-brainer to keep him. I'm paraphrasing our guy, Patrick Comiskey, there. And I agree with that, man. Um, like you said, as well. we're, we're the ones that uh, suffer and hurt from it. And, and this isn't a slight against Chris Vosters, but um, to make that full plunge, because obviously he wasn't on full-time last year, they did the fully kind of exit thing, and then Vosters took over. Um, even with him talking about in the booth dynamics, they needed some, I think they need someone to hold his hand through the beginning of it because it's a team's not going to be good. And then B there's a lot to learn from a guy like Eddie O. So I think the broadcast will suffer too uh, in terms of, you know, beyond just the imaging and another bad look for the Blackhawks here. I don't know your guys thoughts on that uh, level of conversation there. Yeah. I think Johnny, the, the way that it, it helps Vosters if we're looking at it through that lens right now is if they bring in somebody who is a good color commentator. And I think, you know, Brandon Kane, one of our great contributors here at Ontario sports that does Blackhawks for us, does a number of other things as well. Um, he said it in one of our, uh, one of our, you know, Slack channels guy looks really good on TV that could step in and look really good. And that's Patrick Sharp, a guy who has a lot of experience, not only in the booth with the Blackhawks, right? He got kind of that trial run before he then, went national and was with NBC for a long time. And, you know, he worked with some of the best in, in, in the industry, right. Over at NBC that when NBC dissolved their TV rights with the NHL, you saw those people then kind of mixed bag. Some went to ESPN, some went to TNT and, and with Turner. So, you know, I, I think bringing in a guy like Sharp would make a lot of sense. I think that helps Vosters because a, you get that team connection still with a guy like Patrick Sharp. And, you know, I, I think, I agree. I, I think just in the sense of that transition, right? And 
I, I think that would help Vosters feel a little com more comfortable right out the gate too, right? Having a guy like Eddie Olchek in the booth. You know, he is a Chicago guy. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize that Vosters is a Chicago kid. Like, he grew up here and is from here. So hopefully, you know, he's, he can develop some of that style and that homerism that I think a lot of people want to see out of him now. But that would be a lot easier with a guy like Eddie Olchek in the booth, right? So I really do think who they pair Vosters with is going to be very important just to make him feel more comfortable where, you know, if you get somebody who feels comfortable in a broadcast booth, i.e. Patrick Sharp, i.e. maybe Adam Burrish, two names that were linked to said color commentator job now, you know, that's going to help him a lot more than a guy who maybe isn't as good in the booth. And it's going to make things a little more awkward and tense, especially early on while they're still feeling themselves out. But I agree. I think it would it would make a lot of sense, um, you know, with a new play by play guy like Chris Foster's to, you know, when you have one of the best in the business as, as your, you know, kind of partner in crime in the booth that makes things a lot easier on you. Yeah, I mean, I just at this point, I don't know if I trust them to get this done and, and not fuck it up. I mean, the, the obvious choice, Patrick Sharp, there's a couple other names that are out there, too. But once again, I mean, the, the decisions that have been made up until this point with the off-ice product have been just as as suspect as, as some things that you can look at, like the Alex DeBrincat trade. Um, I don't know if I trust who's calling the shots right now to get this one right. And if, it, if it's not right, guys, this product is going to suffer, and it's going to suffer very, very quickly. Um, in terms of TV viewership numbers, not to mention you've already got a bunch of people who are canceling season ticket plans, reducing season ticket plans. The UC is going to be empty. The off, yeah, the off ice product. When you're talking about you know, going to a bar and watching the Blackhawks game, you might not get the audio on anymore. You might not even get that on the TV because they're going to be an afterthought, and it sucks to kind of think that way. But that's the reality of this. Unless you're going to a diehard Blackhawks bar, you might not be able to have the same type of atmosphere that you did just a few years ago. I mean, I remember going out to various different, you know, local establishments that would have goal horns and things set up for the Blackhawks game. It was it was a thing to go out and enjoy this team. That's not going to draw people out anymore. That's that's that's. And right. Eddie Olchek helped you do that, though. Right. He helped you do that. So did Pat Foley. Now we're sitting here wondering what it is that we're going to even have. And, and to that extent, we might be sitting here six months from now talking about how well the new broadcast has worked out. But up until this point, my confidence in that is maybe about 10%. Right. I want to build on that, Tony. And that is, you know... It... It's tough because it's still so early in the stages of the new full front office regime being in place, right? Kyle Davidson wasn't even named the full-time general manager until, what was that, March? Around there? Late in the season, yeah. Right? It was late in the season. So somewhere around there, that's when he finally fully took over, and then obviously the shaping began there. And they had some other heads up there at the top. But you're talking about the people that are going to make the decisions to bring these in. Well, guess what? Um, they did the nice PR stuff and then, you know, kind of did some safe face sort of things right right after uh, the kind of formation of that and the fallout after the, um, you know, uh, the, the Kyle Beach incident there. But Jamie Faulkner fumbled the ball on this one. Sorry, I don't know if that goes directly on her, but it's it's not it's not a good start, right? It's not a good first impression for a, for a major task, uh, something to get done. And how can that be lost in 
the contract negotiations between that isn't that your job to take care of that like i don't know that but like you said maybe then again it was the oh we'll play it off as surprised and whatever but are they just really just kind of pushing out the door um by not actually doing so just kind of you know under the table uh so to say it, it just brings a lot of questions and it makes me you know question some of the leadership we've ron and i questioned kyle davidson about the alex to trade well guess what Jimmy Faulkner, you missed on your, uh, you know, your personnel uh, retention, I guess, here, not acquisition. Um, so the, now you're going to have a chance to do the acquisition. Like you said, Tony, I don't know if I have a whole lot of faith uh, for them to get it right here. And the reason I don't have a lot of faith, Johnny, is because you had the number one talent available on the market already in-house. So anything that you go and do is immediately a fucking step down. So it's already a loss. You already fucking lost. The game's hey, over. You lose. Yeah. Hey, Ron, it's, you, it's, you want it? It's rough. You can have the boat or you can have the mystery box. Yeah, but <laughs> but the mystery box, Johnny, that missed that fucking mystery box. I think that's no, a little more applicable to, the, you know, to bring it. Trade, 100%. But I like but no, recycling but, it for four feathers purposes. Oh, here. of course. Uh, it's 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 good hashtag content there, Johnny. But no, I Tony, you're right. I mean, you you are absolutely correct, right? It's not like hey yes we love them and and you know it's he it's not like he's and this is not a shot at either one of these guys because i think they're both absolutely fantastic in the city of chicago but in two teams that we cover as a group here you know steve stone and and jim deshays don't do anything national right both are great color commentators for their sport and for their respective teams but they don't do anything national eddie olchek is literally the lead color analyst for hockey for an entire fucking broadcasting company. Wasn't this you know, guy in charge of the GM search too? It's part of the GM. He was search a part of it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's incredible to me that you just, he, he wasn't just your commentator. He was part of shaping the franchise to a certain he was, extent. He was part of the heartbeat. Yes. That is the Chicago. And you just let him walk out the door. I, I don't understand it. I can't wrap my head around it. You want to go, Tony, you talk about that. That's a good point you bring up. Um, but our guy Comiskey also mentioned, guess what? He was your MC for Stanley Cup rallies. He, uh, you know, mediated panels at Blackhawks convention. It goes beyond just the booth here. Who's stepping in and doing that, though? That's my question. But then again, now that I'm looking at this, Fosters. I don't I don't think they're going to have many MC oh, events no, no. in the next five years where they're going to be celebrating anything. But again, like. It just makes you wonder what the next parts of this teardown are when a guy whose face is just right there next to the Indian head logo all the time is now just no longer here and part of another organization now. He's going to be champion champion Seattle Kraken guy now, and that's going to be hard to swallow. There's already so many people who've jumped off the Blackhawks ship, and I've, you know, it, let's go hop on a new hockey bandwagon. I'm following Eddie O. This is going to hurt the Blackhawks in their pockets as well, I think, long-term. You know, and and to that point, Tony, just to kind of elaborate on it too, right? A, first off, uh, I think this, what you said exactly there, right, with what Eddie O did besides just color commentary in the booth for this franchise, I think that makes them needing to get this color commentator role correct. Because that person probably is going to assume that role. 
And I, I think we can all sit here and agree that number 10 would be a, a great selection for said role. Or even an Adam Burrish, who was beloved here in the city of Chicago. Like, those kind of guys were beloved as Blackhawks. And sure, they're attached to that old regime that, you know, right, that we keep, you know, and we fully believe they want to get rid of the stank of. But they're still beloved in the city. They're guys that are going to get butts, at least in front of the television. Obviously, they're not necessarily going to get butts and seats, but at least going to get it in front of a TV set. But to your point, Tony, on just like where it's going to hurt them is in the pocketbooks. As a fan, as somebody who wants this team to be successful, good. Because then maybe that accelerates things. Maybe that's that little sense of urgency that this franchise needs to ensure they get shit correct. And that goes from in the in the in the 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 television booth, in the radio booth, in the you know off ice kind of representation and in the on ice product that is the little bit of a swift kick in the ass because guess what yes i know rocky words has all the money in the fucking world because words beverage is is a is an empire of a company but when the blackhawks aren't pulling in the numbers that they've pulled in for the last decade plus because that was the hottest ticket in town you, for the last Ron, 15 you, years do you think they care right now because no. i don't i don't think that they i don't think give, they do either. they don't show don't they think, care I don't I don't think right. that they show that they care. I would go as far as to say that they've wiped away. We talk about cool and tough, lame and weak. They've wiped away a lot of the cool and toughness that they could have kept through a lot of these just through the rebuild, through a lot of this different stuff. They have completely transformed their product into something that right now is a complete dumpster fire. And I'm not even talking about what's on the ice. That's why getting the color analyst role right, I don't think they they that they really even have too much of a plan for this say they are blindsided by it but whoever steps in here isn't going to be helping find new gms is it going to be championing the blackhawks all over the place look what happened when eddie yo uh with this news broke the guy's been on a media tour he's been on espn yeah, 670 the score he's been all over the place showing up to all these different various events this is a guy that championed the blackhawks throughout the community the blackhawks never used to get any radio time not even discussed on ESPN 670 the score until they became relevant. And who was the guy that was always on the radio? The guy that was doing these guest spots, these interviews, being an absolute brand ambassador far and above what you could ever expect a brand ambassador to be. That was Eddie O. Whoever steps in is going to be a color commentator, might do, you know, a couple of different things here. But let's look at, at the recent acquisitions to the broadcast. Colby Cohen, what has he done? What has he done that, that that is synonymous with Blackhawks fans and having that pride? You want to talk about commit to the Indian? That was a guy that was absolutely fucking committed to the Indian, Eddie O. And then you get Colby Cohen trying out different turtlenecks every single time he's on the fucking TV screen. He's not doing anything out there. 670 The Score is not bringing Colby Cohen in for interviews. ESPN Radio doesn't give a shit to, to call up Colby Cohen and be like, what do you think about the Blackhawks right now? That was Pat Foley. Eddie Olchek, this team is going to fall farther and farther into Ill irrelevancy without him. And that's why I think you already lost this game. You could bring Patrick Sharp back in. He might be the only guy that can save it. But even there, that's, that's going to be a risky move for this front office group who wants to distance themselves from that entire regime. That's why I don't I want them to go to Patrick Sharp. But I, I think that they're trying to go in a completely different direction make this thing look super friendly, make this place look all spruced up. I don't know what the actual end design is, 
but the 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 days of the Blackhawks being kind of that edgier group, the 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 hardcore hockey fans, all of that, it, it's leaning towards a completely different culture that I mm-hmm. think alienates the biggest part of their fan base, the people who've been dedicated, the people who are showing up to these Hawks games when they weren't even televised, all in search of something that they they might not be able to get right. And I think that they're going to trend farther and farther in that direction, and it's only going to hurt everything. That's just my opinion, but I mean, I'm curious what you guys think on this. I don't think they, I don't think they're going to go with Patrick Sharp because of that reason. Yeah, and and Tony, absolutely respect your opinion and agree because I think Eddie O was such a unique case too, right? Like it's it's not something easily replicated. He was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. He grew up a Chicago Blackhawks fan. He was drafted by the franchise that he grew up rooting for. He played number of years here. And sure, he played for other teams too, and that's fine and dandy. But he played a very large majority of his career in Chicago. And then to come back and be a, as you said, a truly a brand ambassador for this franchise, he was embedded, right? Like we all have been to Blackhawks games. We've seen the the intro videos where, you know, they stitch in the, the Indian head to the jersey, right? You could have stitched Eddie O into the freaking jersey at that point because that's how in tune and in touch and and just how much he beloved the franchise that, again, he grew up rooting for. He grew up a part of. He grew up as a human being in from an 18-year-old kid as a first-round draft pick to ultimately you know, a, a very successful NHL player and then ultimately a very successful, arguably more successful NHL broadcaster. Now you let him go. I think if there was truly like a, hey, the Hawks gave him a very competitive offer compared to Seattle and he just wanted something new, I think there's a lot less angst, right, in in this move and in what happened. Everybody's like, hey, Eddie, I want something new. Good for him. And everybody still fucking loves Eddie. Nobody's holding any bad blood against him. But I think it's in the manner as these details come out, right? Like you said, Tony, it's like they're alienating everything that people love about this team. And it's like, how far can they push until you start having people jump off the bandwagon and become Seattle Kraken fans or Vegas Golden Knight fans or fuck who knows St. Louis blues fans. Like if people really want to get petty, like when, when does, when does this, this franchise resemble the team in, in 2000 and 2001 where the famous quote from Pat Foley, where he said you could shoot a cannonball through this place and not hit anybody. It feels like that's coming a lot sooner than later because of moves like this. And this could be the move that breaks the camel's back. But if it's not the move that breaks it, it sure as hell is one that's contributing to the factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, you saw already, this is while he still had kind of some of the, you know, and it was kind of nostalgia that kept some people around last year in terms of the uh, legacy nights and, you know, guys coming back, uh, you know, whatever it was. Uh, and there was already, you saw the dip early, you know, like right around the last like days of college in there. Um, you know, weeknight games were getting down there. Like they were getting down to like close to like, you know, just over the 10 K mark there. So it's, I think it's coming sooner rather than later on because the team on the ice is going to be atrocious too. I know we'll, we'll cover that in plenty of upcoming episodes, but, uh, you, you guys kind of hit some good things. I think the, you know, what they're going for is a brand. I don't have faith in right now, uh, from that current leadership group. So it's going to have to take some cool and tough shit from them for people to really buy back into, you know, 
being the team that we know and love, Tony, um, to, to speak on your point there. But I, I want to talk a little bit about the exodus ju- just really quick. And Blackhawks are lucky that Eddie O is a super nice guy. He could have just packed the shit up, got out of town, and not said a word about it. Or he could have badmouthed him, even worse, if he was petty. But he's not. He goes and he does the media tour. What he talks on radio shows. He was he on unfiltered with David Kaplan. There were you know mul- multiple different things that he did there. And he, of course, at the same time, you know, you heard about the tears that he had, you know, coming down the waterworks and the granted it is you know emotional for him and all that. But you know, they didn't need to do any of that. So they're they're lucky, and it's not like they had to. You know, I'm sure they didn't prod him to do that. Uh, maybe there was some talk behind the scenes. I don't know. It wasn't a fly on the wall there. But um, at the same time, just knowing Eddie O, it kind of comes out of like the good nature of his heart and, like you said, his love, um, his local roots here uh, for the Blackhawks. So um, they got lucky in that aspect because it could have gotten a lot uglier, and they could have just gotten piled on. Tinfoil hat time, real here, uh, real quick here, guys. Do you think that he wanted that? GM job and that's yes. where things started to get a little bit hairy with the contract negotiations and everything maybe he thought he was in the running for that this is all just speculation on my part there's I mean the, the rumors around him taking over hockey ops were obviously uh, there uh, at that point in time um, I wonder if there was sort of a disconnect between him and, and the franchise at that juncture um, just given the nature of, of how those things kind of break down. But that's kind of my only sort of, like, why did this happen? That's what I'm searching for. Why did this happen? I, I That's the only thing I can point to. Do you think he wanted to take over a, a larger role with this organization and things didn't go well there and there was maybe a little bit of, you know, we're just going to, I don't know the figures or anything on this, but, we're going to give you this contract that's maybe not as lucrative as what you would receive on the open market. And while they say they were blindsided by it, do you think that there was any sort of that, that didn't really go our way and yeah. we'll, we'll end this. Yeah. I, I think it's a fair point and I, I think it depends, right? Like I think if there was any, organization that Eddie O was going to give up that national role that he has with Turner, it would be for the Blackhawks, right? Like, because obviously if you're if you're the president of hockey operations or the general manager and again there's they absolutely could have brought him in as the president of hockey ops especially if he really liked Kyle Davidson right he was an advisee on the GM search if his choice was Kyle Davidson and Kyle Davidson gets the job why wouldn't you want Eddie O he's a great hockey brain he's not just the reason he's a great color commentator is because he is a great hockey brain he knows the sport. He understands the game. He knows talent. This guy coached in the NHL before. I think a lot of people forget that he was a head coach in the NHL at one point in time. Like, this is a guy who knows the sport and understands hockey. He absolutely would have been an asset in that front office as a president of hockey operations. I don't know if necessarily that was maybe the the start of it, but I'm sure that was at least something that might have ruffled his feathers, pun fully intended. Um a little bit extra, right? Like it might've gotten him. He was like, hmm, okay. Like they want nothing to do with me, but you want me to be a part of your advisee to your search. And then when the time came and they hit him with a really shitty contract and it was like, you know what? Fine. I love this place. I'm going to always love this place. But if you guys don't want me here and you're clearly showing that the, the appreciation is not two ways here, right? Very much a one way contract in hockey speak. If we're, if we're going that way, you know, it, it 
it really does kind of feel that way. And I, again, I don't know if that's necessarily like you said, Tone, where like the start of it all of the downfall, but at least I think maybe a lack of interest in even entertaining that idea with him being the guy in the front office, especially when reports indicated that he had interest in said role. I think that absolutely could have at least rubbed him enough the wrong way where as time went on and wore on and, you know, I, I used the analogy uh, the other day talking with uh, with Sean Sierra about this exact topic of like when you're when you're all your friends at your workplace kind of leave and it doesn't feel like the same place either. And then that it just gets worse and worse and they don't treat you well either. Yeah, fuck it. Then jump ship and leave because, it, it you know, grass in this case is probably greener on the other side. There were reports of interest from that. Um, I would say that, yeah, it could be a factor here. But once again, I go back to what I just you know said on my last kind of spiel here. They're lucky he's such a nice guy. So what does he do, even if he's not under consideration for the position itself? Oh, he goes and helps hire that, and he gladly takes the advisory uh, panel role on, you know, whatever. They, they had a group of uh, those former players that were all uh, in on that. So, like I said, Blackhawks, so extremely lucky to even have that. Uh, but, yeah, I think it could be, um, you know, a uh, maybe a – I understand there is still plenty of traveling and there's plenty of stress with that job, but at the same time you get more time at home because obviously you wouldn't be a national analyst traveling for every Wednesday game. uh, Plus whatever else is on top of that. Uh, And then the playoffs, that's obviously a whole stretch there uh, of doing those. So maybe, you know, after, cause he had the cancer uh, diagnosis and beat that um, maybe after that, that was kind of, they wanted to have more time at least uh, around the homeland homeland here uh, in Chicago. So, think it's definitely a possible not not too far-fetched of a tinfoil hat time there tony i like that thank you i'm just here to you know come up with crazy conspiracy theories that's that's what i do best um turn it back over to you johnny what else we got well well, i guess you know we're getting close to closing this thing down i guess it hit me with some favorite eddie isms some memories um that's a good way because you know we've kind of boo you know uh boohooed the blackhawks here um all show but let's get something a little more positive to close this thing down favorite edio memories you know whatever whatever you got i mean i just goes to the telestrator and and draws up a play the the, the way that he he does so frequently uh he honestly uh as somebody who didn't grow up playing hockey outside of street hockey uh you know it taught the game uh very well uh over the course of uh, his tenure as the color analyst. And, and not only that, you know, he was doing the same stuff that he was doing for Blackhawks games, every single game that he's ever called. Um, it's, it's one thing to grow up listening to somebody as, as I have with the White Sox, Hawk Harrelson, you know, you got Ed Farmer, who's no longer with us. Uh, now it's, you know, Pat Foley's gone, Eddie O's gone. I feel like I've lost all of my favorite announcers that I grew up watching sports with. This has been just a terrible, terrible, uh, just changeover in terms of, of listening to my favorite sports teams. But in terms of favorite Eddie O stuff, I think it was just, you know, the energy that he brought to every single game. Uh, He was a diehard fan. He had that homerism in him because he loves the Chicago Blackhawks. And I think overall, I can't pinpoint a favorite moment. It was just a joy listening to him call these games, explain what was happening on the ice to a common fan that turned me into a super fan of the Chicago Blackhawks over the course of his career. 
And he was instrumental in that for so many different other people as well, not just me. But, uh, you know, I, I'm no longer a happy human at this very moment. So cheers to Eddie and thanks for making me a Blackhawks fan. And to all you young hockey players out there, you know, I think what goes understated here in the city of Chicago, obviously a lot of it helped that the Blackhawks were arguably the best team in the city for well over 10 years for that stretch there. But Eddie Olchek being on the broadcast and teaching all these young hockey players out there the to-dos and not-to-dos, I think Eddie Olchek goes undervalued as a large reason why Chicago hockey in the youth ranks is growing because he was a youth hockey player here. Once upon a time, he made it a teaching point, as you said, Tony, for the common hockey fan or for just a young kid who's still learning the game that wants to learn more about the game to become that super understanding person about the sport of hockey and Eddie Olchek did a lot of that. And we've seen the numbers. You can see it every year that there's a draft. More kids from Chicago are getting drafted into the NHL. More kids are playing higher ranks of hockey in the Chicagoland area. More than ever, Eddie Olchek was a large part of that. So to all you young hockey players out there, don't stop now. Continue learning the game. It's a big reason why Chicago hockey has grown the way it has. Not just with the Blackhawks, but with every other level underneath it as well in the city of Chicago. Stop it right there. Uh, his breakdown, Tony, the, the way that you said when he would pull up, you know, the telestrator and be able to draw out the plays and exactly what was going on and point out positioning. That was always fantastic. I enjoyed that. Um, you'd said happy humans, just another great phrase there. You always loved hearing that at the end of a broadcast. And when he'd said, you know, there's a lot of happy humans leaving the United Center tonight. And you knew the Blackhawks won, um, obviously, after Pat Foley's Hawks win, Hawks win calls. But other than that, I really, really appreciate his ability to call out the things that were not on the camera. Because you know me, I like sitting in my bird's eye view when I watch hockey. I like being able to see the whole ice. So when I'm there, I can pick up those things for myself. And obviously, you're not listening to a TV. But you only get what the camera shows you when you're watching at home, right? So behind the play, two guys are tangling. Oh, there's a guy that was late. So there's going to be a too many men penalty. Oh, there was, you know... Um, is something weird happened equipment wise? Oh, the goalie's mask is you know off or like this and that. Um, whatever it may have been, whatever it may have been, there he was always scanning the ice. I guess is my best way to describe it. And he would let the people at home know and then fully explain the situation afterward. And I think that um, really added value uh, to the broadcast, and it made you a more educated hockey fan, and maybe some things that you wouldn't have picked up on in terms of, uh, you know, how, how how are guys, you know, doing in terms of changing, or, uh, you know, how are they cycling through the middle of the ice? What what do the defense, you know, when they show the defenseman close up, holding it behind the net, what's actually going on in the middle of the ice? Are they setting up a set play? Uh, stuff like that. Um, Eddie was able to call out beautifully, uh, so I always appreciated that. Um, from him and obviously you know happy humans got got to be a favorite catchphrase there i'm not a huge ice cream guy but if you like ice cream you also got your soft serve right <laughs> absolutely did and, and one last uh little shout out here too he was the first illinois citizen to go place a legalized sports wager in the state of illinois uh and Big horse racing guy. Uh, yeah. I, I've appreciated all the segments. He'd go on radio shows, talk about horse racing. Not something that I'm well-versed in. Pucks and ponies. Pucks and ponies. I mean, it was just a joy to, to you know, hear him throughout 
just Chicagoland sports uh, in the media. He's just all over the place. Will be sorely missed, and I hope he still uh, regularly checks in uh, with just Chicagoland uh, while he's on his next venture. And I hope that there's not bad blood. Johnny, you said it best a little bit ago. It's great that he was uh, such a nice guy in this circumstance because it could have been a whole lot uglier. But overall, man, I just want to be a happy human again. And it starts with Blackhawks winning hockey and a good good product and, and theatrical show even off the ice and will be sorely missed. All right, that's all we've got here from Four Feathers Pod today. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Make sure you go and subscribe on YouTube. On Tap Sportsnet is the channel. Press the notification so you know when we go live, and then drop your comments in here. We can feature them on the broadcast, get some discussion going. Uh, You can go and visit us at ontapsportsnet.com and on social media at Four Feathers Pod and at Ontap Sportsnet. So, guys, raise our beers one last time. Daddy-o, send it off. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks.